Welcome to a new episode of Brahma Sports here on kpcradio.com. I am your host, Felipe Gamino. One of the big stories so far was the MLB lockout, which lasted a ho- almost 100 days. In the studio, we have a man who knows all things baseball. He's a scout for the Chicago Cubs, also a former baseball coach and athletic director. Ladies and gentlemen, here in the studio, Bob Lafrano. Thank you, Bob, for joining us. Felipe, always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure. There you go. So, I just want to get your overall thoughts on this whole entire lockout. Like, what were your thoughts knowing about that this lockout almost lasted 100 days? Well, the, the negative of it was it started on December 1st, and they didn't talk to each other for like 50 days. I mean, and, and what kind of business does that? I mean, I know it was the downtime. It was the off season. But it stopped free agency from going. It stopped players who were on the 40-man roster. For people who don't know what that is, those are the guys that you see at the big league level and the top minor league prospects. So that 40-man roster could not even go into, let's say, Dodger Stadium to get medical um, assistance if they were coming back from an injury. They couldn't do anything with any coaches. They couldn't talk to any. It, 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 It was silly. And then they rushed it. And now they've got their 162 games back, and everybody's happy. But it, it's just a poor way to handle business on both sides. Do you think an agreement could have been reached sooner than expected? Yeah, if they talked. I mean, why didn't they talk in December? Why didn't they talk in January? See, there. I guess in labor negotiations, and it's still with, it's like with teachers and their contracts. Y- you got to get pushed to your backs on the wall, and you know, threaten a strike this and that before things get done so well we're not playing in december we're not playing in january and spring training starts the middle of february so they were just kind of dragging their feet and uh, i feel bad for the people in like in arizona and florida who go there to watch spring training who spend money bring money into those areas and they were denied that for you know at least two weeks of games and that's just not right so what would scouts normally do like during a lockout, for instance? Well, when there's a lockout, there's nothing going on except the lockout did not include minor league players. So the minor league players have been in camp, they're playing games, and therefore scouts can go to those camps even though prior to about the middle of last week, um, some teams – told the visiting scouts you can't come on our backfields to watch our minor leaguers until the games start so the minor league game started i think last thursday and so scouts have been going into those games those facilities to watch those games so 99 days this uh lockdown lasted what was your reaction when the deal was finally agreed to that it should have happened earlier (laughs) you know eventually it was going to happen right because they want the money both sides want their money so it was going to happen uh, don't feel sorry for the owners. Th- I think I read something that over $3 billion was spent on free agency this year. You know, Scherzer got $43 million a year for three years per year. Um, so the owners can't, com- can't cry foul and say we don't make money, nor can the players. So now that baseball is indeed back, uh, how are the how are Cubs preparing for the season, knowing that you're also a scout for the organization? Yeah, I was just there last week, and um, – you know, it's all things go. You've already got guys who are injured. All teams are getting guys that are injured or guys coming back. Like since we're in L.A., I'll talk about Muncie who couldn't play in the playoffs because his elbow got tweaked out on a bad throw. And 
you know, so again, there was a perfect example of a player not being able to come in to get rehabbed because of the lockout. The Cubs have already got, I think, down three pitchers because they're injured. Um, but you just get ready. It's a shorter time. The hitters don't need that much time. It's the pitchers who need the build-up time to get their arms ready. So you're not gonna, when the season starts on April 7th, I think, you're not going to see nine-inning games from pitchers. You know, they may go three innings, four innings, and then another guy will come in for two or three innings. So it's going to be a little bit different at the beginning of the season. So that's why you need the starting pitcher, and that's, and that's why also you need your closer as well. Well, and you need those guys to fill in the middle. I mean, if your True. starter is only, let's say, Bueller for the Dodgers or for the Cubs, it's Hendricks. Their first game, they go four innings, you know, because they haven't built up their arm strength. Well, now you've got five more innings to fill in. And when does the closer come in, you know, th in the eighth inning, the ninth inning? So it'll be a little bit different. Yeah. So when uh, when COVID hit, was two years ago, um, how did it change the day-by-day -day operations? Well, day-by-day -day operation was I was in Mesa. <coughs> well, I was in Phoenix for spring training, and I remember going to a game in Peoria, Arizona. The I had Seattle coverage. <coughs> I think that was on a Wednesday. It might have been like March 11th or 12th. <coughs> it was a night game. Got back to the hotel, got checked my uh, messages, and it was from the Cubs. Everybody go home, period. <coughs> Excuse me. That was the start of COVID. That was the start of shutting things down. And baseball was like everybody else, shut it down. So next day I went home. Hmm. So how did the pandemic you know, impact you on a personal level? Well, I've been lucky and fortunate. I, it didn't affect me. You know, I never got sick. From a professional level, we scouted games. We continue to scout games in that 60-game season on video. And there's a lot of video out there, and you can scout on video. And so we did that. And um, But it was good to go back to games last year. And, again, I've got games coming up this year, so that's good to come be back. But, you know, on a personal level, yeah, you just do what you're told to do, and hopefully you get through it. Awesome, and, and uh, also uh, Pierce Athletics was uh, were also hit by this crisis because you know competition stopped, no one was allowed to be here on campus during the lockdown. So, did you ever at all step foot on campus like when this occurred? Like, did, uh, did you come visit? Only when we could swim again, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm on campus now. Besides, I mean, you see me on campus because I come in and swim at 11:30. The pool's great. It was shut down for a while until you could come back on campus. So that's been good. But I haven't attended any sporting events, any athletic events um, since it's been shut down. I'm very disappointed that the baseball team, the 20 games they played in 2020 prior to the shutdown with the pandemic, they were all games on the road because their field was deemed unsafe to use. And here we are in 2022 and they still can't play home games. So that, that's really disappointing. That should never happen. Well, we're going to talk about facilities in just a sec. Also, I just want to ask, uh, now that competition returned last semester, did you, s did you sense that a sense of normalcy was back on campus? I still don't sense it. As I drive in, I don't see the parking lots full, which means students aren't here in full 100% in-person teaching so that that's disappointing i mean a college that's all part of it to be around you know your fellow students to have interaction with your instructor uh etc cetera, etc cetera. 
So hopefully that's going to happen sooner rather than later. So how are you seeing the sports teams do? Because we know football had that tough season last semester. Soccer, they bounced back. They reached the playoffs. Uh, basketball, they had losing seasons, but men's basketball did a lot better than the women did. So how did you see uh, from your perspective, Pierce Athletic too? The one sport, and, and this has no reflection on the coaches because obviously it's their job to go out and recruit and have teams. I'm just disappointed in the women's volleyball program that at one time was the best in the state. Their coach won two national coach of the year awards. I mean, what more do you want? And for reasons unknown, he was let go. And now you see the result of that. It's not pretty. Uh, football's always been a struggle, but it should never be an, an embarrassment. And when that one coach was hired and it became national news, that was an embarrassment to not only the college, but the community of Woodland Hills, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there have been some real stubs of the toes. That's the best I'll put it. <laughs> Stub of the toes. I'm not pointing fingers, but I could. Yeah, because you, you were on my show two years ago when we, three years ago, I should say, when we talked about the whole national investigation and how some of the players took it pretty good, mm -hmm. being sarcastic, uh, that, you know, they were throwing newspapers, threatening uh, faculty, staff. I mean, you were there for that. You saw what occurred, you know. And obviously that reflected a lot of the coaches at, at that time, right? Well, yeah, and it cost that coach's job. Um, but, again, it's a reflection of the college, and that's bad. I mean, that went national. <laughs> that, went <laughs> that went nationwide. Um, it's just not right. It's just like how the baseball field looked this summer, you know, driving in to swim. I, I couldn't believe it as a, the ex-baseball coach. That, to me, is an embarrassment not only to the college. I can't believe the college people would drive in and look at the baseball field and, and not do anything. Um, but the community, the community supports the college, and that's an embarrassment. Bottom line, it's an embarrassment. So it has to be, it has to be better. We also want to thank our viewers on Instagram Live right now who are also joining us as well. So you were talking about the, the baseball field for a second. You were also a baseball coach here. Did, during your time, did you ever have any issues like with maintaining the field, with having, uh, let's say, the necessary resources? Because right now, if you go out to that field, I still ask myself, how the heck did we have that national team tryout in February? Yeah, you know, a baseball coach is more than a coach. He's actually the gardener, too. You Trust me, there were many times on a Sunday, af a Sunday after dinner, I'd come to the field and get on the infield and pick weeds out the infield. I would hand lawnmower the infield. Baseball field like looked like Dodger Stadium. That's me. And Billy's the same way. Trust me, Billy is the same way. But you do need help because you don't have the machinery that's needed to cut the outfield. You don't have the machinery that's needed to do all those type of things. And you have to rely on plant facilities um, when water breaks. I remember having water break and the water is coming up in the dirt of the infield because that's where the line was. So things like that, you know, water in the dugout. It's just, it's an outside sport. You don't have to worry about that in the gym with basketball and volleyball. But the outside sports, you have to maintain them. And um, again, pointing fingers, who's the head of plant facilities? You know, doesn't he look and see the baseball field? Doesn't he feel a responsibility to the, to the athletic program? 
I mean, isn't that part of the job? It's plant facilities. The baseball field is part of plant facilities. I'll go one step further. The baseball field is a classroom, just like the English classroom and the math classroom. Are you kidding me? If the math teacher said to plant facilities, hey, I can't hold my class in here because of whatever, they'd jump on that in a heartbeat. Oh, my God, the math department, you can't, you can't let the math students get through to like that. Well, what's the difference between the baseball and the math? It's a classroom. Those kids get a cl uh, their units, et cetera, et cetera. So you, we could do a whole show on that. <laughs> we could talk about the we could talk for the whole hour about <laughs> mm -hmm. those situations and all that stuff. So a lot has happened as well, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, Susan Armento was named the permanent athletic director back in July. James Sims was named the head football coach. Do, do you see that there is finally some stability in the Pierce Athletic Department, or do you feel that more needs to be done? We'll go with Sims first. I'm glad James got the opportunity because he's a loyal employee, and he really showed that when that, I guess it was five years ago, when he took over when Sabalik was let go after two games. Um, I didn't know this was SC. Uh, and they let Jason go after two games, and James stepped up did the last eight games, did the school a tremendous favor by doing that. And then yet, evidently, again, loyalty around here is not rewarded, and he wasn't basically even considered for the full-time job when it was open. And that's when the all things hit the you-know-what. Um, and with Susan, I, I just hope she, you know, stays with it. I think she's quit three times already, so hopefully, you know, she realizes that, that it's a good gig and, you know, you just do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so overall, what, what from from your perspective, what do you feel needs to improve? Because it's not only f the program wise, you know, because we could talk about men's volleyball being zero and eight. We could talk about baseball being five and sixteen right now, and that both of the teams are not doing so well. I just want let me just ask you, like, what has to improve, like, from the administrative standpoint? You just support the coaches. I mean, I coach. I mean, I know how important that is. I I'm the link to the students. Don't worry about the athletes. I mean, that, that the athletes are fine because the coach deals with the athletes. He's their go-to person. So at this level, you got to go out and recruit. Um, but it's not about wins and losses either. I mean, yeah, maybe it's a tough stretch right now. Some, some sports are not doing well. And you know what? That could change in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Trust me, I know. When I came from Chatsworth High in 89, uh, that was my first year. So the baseball season of 90 was my first season. Well, we made the playoffs in 91, and we went to the Final Four in 92. So it can be a quick change around if you go out and get the players. It's all about getting the players. Your coaching staff is fine. Um, you just got to get the players. So, like, because you were sharing that experience from when you first came here, you feel that the program could also have that shift in gear? Oh, well? yeah, without a doubt. But it, how does Billy recruit a baseball kid when the field all summer looked like a third-world country? That's what the field looked like. Um, it was terrible. I mean, I used to recruit guys. I'd say, meet me in the third-base dugout. Let's, let's, let's show you the field, things like that. Well, you know, Billy didn't even have that opportunity to do that. Again, that, it looked like, a, looked like a park in Cuba. A park in Cuba. Yeah. And that's just putting it lightly, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, looking at the long run, looking at the bigger picture, like where do you see 
this program goes, the athletic program. Well, Susan has, Susan's the one. She's the leader. She has to really commit to the program. Um, you know, and I say that. I just talked to her on the parking lot on my way in here. And we talked about some sports and things like that. So I think finally maybe she's gotten over the hump of, hey, I'm the athletic director. I can do this. Um, let's get it going. Let's move forward. And, again, don't be don't be worried about wins and losses. You know, it, it's really the coach. It's all about the coach getting his players in. I mean, look what Nabil did <coughs> in volleyball, you know. And he goes over to Mission. He didn't forget how to coach. What was their record this year? Wasn't real good. <laughs> wasn't real good. <laughs> wasn't real good. I mean, Nabil didn't forget how to coach. <coughs> he just didn't have the players. But it's his responsibility to get the players. That's what coaching at this level is. You go out and get them, period. So uh, you were talking about your um, when, you, when you first came here, obviously. You've known uh, Bob Lyons, for example. You've known Coach, uh, well, he, the now assistant coach for the baseball team, Ben Taghizi, as well. By the way, he said, uh, well, Coach Ben said great things about you, how oh, he met yeah. you in 89, and how both of you were talking, like when you both were scouts. As well, because he was a scout for the then Cleveland Indians, yeah, now that the Guardians. Cleveland, yeah, and then the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, the, the Guardians. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you've known a lot of people during your time, and obviously, uh, you have le you, you left a legacy here at the school when you were a coach, then you were an athletic director. Is there anything that you would have changed in all of your tenure here? Like, from a coach or from a. Yeah, I wouldn't have allowed Eric Peters to be in charge of athletics. Um, he was bad for athletics. Let's call it like it is. Um, athletics went downhill with him in charge. I mean, I had to report to him. I'll just say it that way. So then when I leave, the proof is in the pudding. He, he was bad for athletics. He was <laughs> yeah, we could definitely talk about Eric Dixon Pierce. We could talk about a lot of administrators that, you know, and you think, let's say how it is, you know. They haven't been, you know, f fully supportive of the program, even though they say that they were. I mean, we will see it. Tennis got dropped, for example. You know, we could Women's softball got dropped. Well, softball. Softball's always been hard for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, El Camino High School has one of the top city schools. But, you know, women's athletic is on a decline. I mean, that's just a fact when you look at the numbers who are playing women athletics. So I don't know if that's going to be a pattern in the future. But it's definitely a pattern now. But, you know, the administrators, here's my take on administrators. They come in. I don't care if it's the president, the VP of whatever. They come in. The bottom line with administrators is they don't stay. They leave. They're, they don't stay like I stayed for 30 years. There are other people on this camp. Bob Lyons was here for almost 50 years, okay? Administrators come in for five or six years. And then they leave. But in those five or six years, they want to leave their mark, and they screw it up. That's how I view the ad administrators is basically leave us alone as long as things are going good. Now, you can't leave football alone when that guy did whatever he did and got on the national news. You can't leave that alone. You can't turn your back on that. But some of the other stuff, that's called micromanaging, and that's what took place. And it's a shame. Yeah, so – I don't have to dive into the whole story of what happened, but just basically the kids don't you know the coach, uh, well the former coach for football, was investigated for cramming multiple football players in a apartment mm -hmm. on uh, Desoto, which is close to where I live. I mean, so 
obviously that made national news. Coach got placed on administrative leave. Then a couple of months after, he was uh, let go. He was let go as well. So, which led to Anthony Harris being uh, interim head coach. And now we know James Jones is now. And in you know that I think one thing that helps the programs is when a coach stays for a long time. I mean, I coached baseball for twenty years. You, know, you get the repetitiveness, and the kids in the area know get to know you, get to know what your program. So when you start letting go of coaches like every other year in that sport, that doesn't bode well. You really need to have – and, again, they're all walk-ons. They could leave tomorrow. Your whole coaching staff tomorrow could walk in and go, I'm out of here for various reasons because they're not instructors on campus. An instructor isn't going to walk in tomorrow and go, I'm leaving. No, an instructor, that's their full-time job. That makes their house payment. That feeds the kids. A coach is only here on a stipend, whatever that stipend is. And, again, they could walk in tomorrow. Susan's whole staff could leave tomorrow if they wanted to. Yeah, although that wouldn't be ideal at all. No, that wouldn't be ideal. That wouldn't be ideal. But, see, if some of them were full-time teachers, they're not going to leave. Right. You know, they're going to they're gonna be at Pierce. So – Let's talk about you on a personal level because later this uh, semester you're going to be inducted into the uh, California Community College Baseball Coaches Association. See, I got that one right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. And the, I the Hall of Fame. I just got the phone call again right. w as we were walking over here. And um, the induction, because of COVID, the induction didn't take place in 2020. So, so it'll be Friday of Memorial Day weekend in Folsom. Uh, the junior college that's there, it's a little bit east of Sacramento. And, um, yeah, I look forward to it. It's a nice uh, – it's a great honor. Who are we kidding? It's a great honor. And, um, you know, they're going to – whatever. It's a great honor, and it's taking place during the Final Four, which is baseball's championship weekend. So, you know, just the dinner on Friday, the induction ceremony, and then the games Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You don't have are you how, how's the speech coming? Are you <laughs> Don't worry, I will never write it. I will just <laughs> wing it. I will wing it. You will wing it. And I'll do very well. Definitely make sure I mention my wife first and okay. other than that, uh, the players and the, no, other than that than the coaches, then the players. Remember the coaches. The coaches, the coaches. are the <laughs> connection with the players. There you go. So speaking of the Hall of Fame, you started the Hall of Fame here at Pierce in twenty ten. Of course, we unfortunately had the news of Jim Sandwick, two-time Hall of Famer, passing away uh, last month. Uh, do you see the Pierce Hall of Fame ever coming back? Not really. I, it wasn't there for 60 years. That's how long it took before I came in. I had a connection. I played here. I went to school. I played here. I know the history of Pierce, so it was really easy for me to know that Denny Crum and Mark Harmon – and Marv Dunphy, I mean, that first class, th that's an all-star class, trust me. But I knew of them. You know, I, I studied here. I, I was here. So somebody's got to come in and have the same compassion that I have for the college, um, and I just don't see that happening. I, I really don't. I mean, I don't, period. So uh, if, you could, if, you could do, if you could describe uh, Fenwick in one word, uh, how would you describe him? That's a good question. One word. Dedicated. He was dedicated to his profession, which was coaching. He was dedicated when he was the athletic director. Um, and coaching such a special 
special opportunity to deal with students. You know, it's it's really the best thing. That's it's the best thing that's going. It really is. And Jim did it for a long time. I did it for a long time. You've got connections that are last a lifetime with your players. Period. Fantastic. Well, we could speak with uh, our guests for a whole hour, but uh, unfortunately we're out of time. We want to thank uh, former baseball coach and athletic director Bob Lafrano for joining us in the studio. For all sports updates, follow us at Roundup Sports on Twitter and at Pierce Sports on Instagram. You can also follow the radio show accounts at Brahma Sports with two S's in the middle on both uh, social media platforms. We also want to thank our uh, viewers on Instagram Live. Thank you for joining us as well. I am Felipe Gamino with kpcradio.com. See you all soon.